Welcome to Talking Stations Lounge, where players from all over EVE Online gather to exchange ideas. I'm Matterall. In this program, we sit with another candidate for Council of Stellar Management on the eve of election for CSM 12. Capri Sun Craft Foods. Welcome. How are you? Thanks, dude. I'm good. How about you? Good. Thanks. Is that your full name or is there more? Are you like the second or the third? <laughs> no, there, uh, there's about fucking half a dozen characters in that. They're all just my alts. Yeah, I hear it's... you. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Sorry. It was long. There you go. I hear you have a ton of alts, right? Like you like eight in uh, Hard Knocks, a couple in PL... Yeah, I'm kind of um, yeah, I'm kind of around a bit. Like right now, what I'm sort of doing is I'm like split straight dual citizen, mm-hmm. where I've got about um, I'm I'm in hard knocks and I'm in adversity. Who as of two weeks ago joined Pandemic Legion, so yep, I'm in sort of <laughs> the two main blocks that everyone seems to hate, which is yeah. quite a departure from where I was this time last year. Where were you this time last year? Uh, this time last year, we'd sort of, I'd just finished up Black Legion because I'd been leaving Black Legion when it uh, finally disbanded oh. and uh, just joined Tissue, but this was before they'd gained a, a reputation, as oh. we'll say. Oh, good. I'm going to scrutinize you about it. Then you can distance yourself yeah, sure. if you want to. Awesome. Well, let's start from the beginning, though. Where, when did you come to the game and what's your background? What did you play before this? That kind of stuff. Um, so before I played Eve, I was really big into like Team Fortress 2. Um, I got into like a lot of the well, what you'd call like esportsy nowadays, you know, competitive gaming stuff. But before there was like money in it, um, and I did that for years. And I'm still on my other Reddit account that's got a different name. I'm still like a moderator on the uh, TF2 subreddit, that kind of thing. Um, used to do like lots of like esports coverage and streaming and stuff like that. So it's um it's kind of ironic actually because I was always like a very out of game sort of organizer type person in that. And then I come to Eve Online and I'm like one of the hardcore like people who log in type. Which you're is like you actually start playing <laughs> the complete, the game. Yeah, like the complete like one eighty on that, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So you were actually so you know a bit about esports and that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was sort of watched it grow up from like around like sort of late two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, got into it, yeah. But you sound pretty young, so when did you start all this? Um, well, I'm 23. Um, I start I started following like competitive gaming when I was about probably 15. Oh, okay. I got um because it was it started with TF2. I started playing TF2 probably about six months after it came out. Which God, that's nearly it's nine years ago now. That's um, amazing. I just <laughs> yeah no I I, lit, I got TF2 for like my 15th birthday and I just right from then just really really got into like the competitive side of it and just played that till about. 2012 and then i was kind of bored with it and um i just randomly it was a friend that actually played tf2 um he just came across eve and he was just streaming himself playing like the tutorial like one day and i just thought this game looks cool and all so i i um i started playing it and just like made an account and i think about after following the trial i was like oh i bet there's an eve subreddit and then i think like the um the <laughs> there was like the top post on our eve at the time the first time i visited was like the Mitanni announces that the invasion of Fan, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds cool! Oh my God, it's the Reddit Alliance that's getting invaded! I bet I can join them. That sounds like fun." So you you signed up for the militia. 
Pretty much, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's I signed up for Eve, but um, yeah, I mean, like three days in, I just was like. But I mean, you went right to the right to the. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like I finished the tutorial missions and then app to dread it like twelve hours later. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So you were that was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was the Fountain War you jumped in front of. Yeah, that was the 2013 Fountain War where Tast lost it. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of where I started. Yeah, I went. I joined Tast. Um, sorry, just learned i'd say learned the game would be an exaggeration i learned what the buttons did <laughs> that's <laughs> a know? good way to put it like i learned what the buttons did uh i learned what things were like orbing were um i remember saying uh I remember there's this one particular time where we were shooting a pass or something and uh i was just sitting there in my like slasher and it got blown up by the pass and i was like oh no i wonder what happened now and then i was like Wait, it shoots your bot as well? Like, what? What is this? It was like, I've been playing the game for like five days, never been potted before. Didn't even know that that was a thing. It's it's pretty insulting, right? When a non-player takes you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I, I just I didn't, wasn't even aware of the potting mechanic. But yeah, I mean, that's that's where I pretty much started, yeah. So you were in test then? You found yourself in test? Yes. Yeah. Um, started in tests after that. I think it was when Tess announced that we were in the low sack. It kind of felt to me like that's that's given up a little bit. That's given in. Um, didn't play for a few weeks. And then some friends who were going to like Insidious Empire, who um, I'm guessing probably your viewers or listeners won't know this. Um, Insidious Empire were basically a, like a... PL Pat Lines is, is maybe exaggerating a little, but they were mm-hmm. kind of in the PL sphere of influence, PanFam before PanFam. Mm-hmm. Um, they lived in Cobalt Edge, and they were like part of N3. Went there with a few friends, um, hung out in the Halloween War around about then. Um, basically participated in that whole Halloween War, BTACR, etc. with them. Uh, after pretty much probably about three weeks after BTACR, that alliance disbanded. Um, and then I ended up in Black Legion, which is where I'd say I'm most known for. Yeah. That's kind of where I became known. Um, basically just started out as being like the the 20 mil SP guy. At this point, I I very quickly realized that about a year, this was less than a year into playing the game, I'd very quickly realized that alts were the thing to this game. You know, it was just a, a natural part of how to play it. The scalability, so right? Yeah, exactly. Just the, the fact that having like, you know, one, two, because I think at that point, I must have been up to, sorry, because in between joining Black Legion and leaving EMP, I'd, um, the corp that I was in TSK, we went to like live in NPC fan for a bit. And while we were doing that, um, I remember looking at a video of someone doing like IS box bombing and I, I just came across it. I just thought this was like the coolest thing ever, right? You know, just someone watching someone do it. Cause I, I mean, I'd never played an MMO before. So I mean, you, you read more about it and you find it. This has been a thing in a while for like years and years, but I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like, oh, you can just make seven clients do the same thing. Um, so I started training these accounts. Um, just up for IS box bombing because I really wanted to, I wanted to do it. I'm like, this is going to get banned. It's, it's totally OP, but I want to like kind of abuse it before I want to like have some fun with it before it inevitably gets banned. Yeah. Turns out it took over a year. But yeah, I mean, I kind of, I made all these accounts. So at the same time as these bomber alts were training up, uh, we joined Black Legion and then it was like, oh, hey, I have seven accounts that all have like two spare character slots that I could just train a sign alt on. So as soon as I realized that that was a thing that Black Legion did, had loads of Sinowalds, um, I just had 14 Sinowalds, like, that I could just move around the game. This is when you could still pod them. So that's kind of where I got known in Black Legion. I was like, if we were doing something, you know, where we wanted to drop on some people on the other side of the galaxy, mm-hmm. I would be the guy who'd be like, 
we need Sinos moved. And I'd be like, okay, I've got seven Sinos. They're all ready to go. So, like, so your niche was to provide the road for these uh, capitals to, f- to fly through. Yeah, to basically be the enabler for the um, the very kind of annoying, like, pre-Phoebe jumping around the map oh, thing. This explains a lot, and we'll get to it later, because you made a really interesting <laughs> uh, documentation on the jump changes that happened recently. Uh, it was very, very yeah. referenced piece of work there. But uh, go on, you were saying. So that's yeah. Black Legion. Yeah, that was Black Legion. Um, I mean, that kind of, after Phoebe, um, what happened was Black Legion just, we sort of tried to reinvent ourselves. We're like, okay... Sub dreads aren't really a thing anymore. Subcaps can be our thing. Um, we tried doing wormholes. We tried invading some Sov, but that didn't work out. Um, we ended up moving down to Iridia, tried out moving in at Fun. We actually did pretty well in Fun. It's funny to think, because in my head, and I know most of the people's head that enjoyed it, Fun for Black Legion feels like it was like a, a rapid deployment of kinds. You know, it was like a very really short thing. But uh, in reality, it was actually like five months. And we had all these great fights then. It was just, you know, time flies fast when you're having fun. Um, had all these great fights there. Ganked a few of uh, your, uh, well, I suppose no, you're not because you're personal NC dot, but. Yeah, um, I'm an NC. Can- yeah. No, we uh, we ganked a lot of, we got this huge gank on like CSC. I think it's still like, um, I think it's still like the num- the third biggest um, super cap loss that the CFC have had in like one particular engagement oh. which we were pretty proud of yeah yeah they were trying to they were trying to move it was like you know when they were moving from delve to uh back home after they'd sort of decided to basically after they beat nc dot um and they still had like straggling move ops going through and we just ambushed the very last one and killed like i think it was it was like two titans and half a dozen supers oh i think i remember that and that would have been um that would have been after like uh the the excursions into fount into fountain from delve or was that yeah, uh, okay. exactly? Yeah, was, that was it was before or after? Were, were those before uh, Phoebe changes? Or? Oh, that was this was like a this was almost a year after the Phoebe changes. After, yeah, yeah okay. Because there was two campaigns yeah. there, and I don't remember. I think one was before. Yeah, because there was yeah there was the one. Before. No, no, they were both after. Sorry, no, they were both after. Oh yeah, right enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I'm totally confusing you and messing you up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because NC dot NC dot tried to invade fine like three separate times. Right. There was, like, and BL was yeah, part was, of one of those. Yeah, BL was part of the one. Yeah, this was um because th- the whole BL and fam thing followed on from that was um after it didn't work out and the CFC had had sort of beat them, mm-hmm. um NC dot just left and BL were like, oh, okay, well we'll just stay in fam we'll just stay in radio for a bit and like fight Lusetchny or something. Right. And um. You guys, they obviously announced that they were going to leave. They were going to leave, you know, just abandon the south at that point and pull back after, yeah. you know, ahead of Aegis Um And they handed Brave off to, Fant- you know, Fountain off to Brave, and we we're just like, "Ha ha, great! Let's take the <laughs> let's take the region." It was great because we were we were thinking like, Do you know what, we should try being the South Alliance if they're going to move out. And then like literally three days later, Brave newbies is like, "We're moving." <laughs> and they're announcing like all these maps of like how they're going to divide the sob up uh-huh. and we're just like oh that's not going to happen because you have to remember like a whole lot of the people who were active in BL at that point were people who had in previous alliances test and otherwise owned Phantom before who really knew the region and right. they're just like we're going to divide up like this and it's like no you don't get this region yeah the natives are going to take it and BL's going to uh, also be a thorn in your side. And that never happened. Brave never really got a foothold in the place. Um, well, what happened was, is I think the, the second Sov transfer, 
and this this was the thing. This is why it was really dis- brave was really disappointing to me that time. Is um, brave tried to do a sob transfer of like a, me- a pretty meaningless like iHub station. It was like it was like a stationless system, and basically it wasn't even like an alliance thing. It was literally like a dozen people said, "Haha, they're trying to anchor a TCU on a moon with no pass. So why don't we just put down a pass?" And just kill the TCU as it's anchoring, like with the pass guns. <laughs> <laughs> so they just they did that, right? That's exactly what they did. They put down their TCU, killed the TCU, and then they just anchored their own one, and uh, it it worked. And then we did that in like another system, except this one had a station, and um, it just I I remember giving this point because we had to come to flip the station, and I just I, I remember giving the specific command. We got about thirty dreads, gated through a Tengu fleet. And I, we signed up the dreads on the station. And I just said this command on comms was like, okay, everyone siege and shoot the station until either you can dock in it or you're dead. Because goons were still in Delve at this point when we did this. So there was the very real possibility that a bunch of supers were going to come up and wreck all our dreads. But right. yeah, I mean, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like you had a lot of fun in BL. And then what yeah. happened after BL? Um, well, after BL, uh, I moved to basically tissue or psychotic tendencies at that point so what, what attracted you for tissue. what attracted you to them um basically that they were in terms of content like what we're what i was really looking for as an alliance because um i kind of decided at that point like milsec's going to be boring for a little bit there's not going to be a lot going on sorry the next you know maybe six months or so I just want to try this low sec thing. I've never done it. You know, like the snuff, like you see like these old like snuff box, Shadow Cartel battle reports where it's just like billionist materials and stuff. I was like, that sounds right. cool. I want to try that. And psychotic tendencies were basically like just a less serious group of that. Plus they were like very USTZ heavy. And also a couple of them that we knew because um, basically the main corp of tissue, the adversity, had had basically absorbed a lot of um the people from another corp that had been in BL like a year and a half earlier. So we knew a few of the people and I just I was attracted to them for that reason. Mm-hmm. I see. So you knew them, uh you were familiar with some of them because they were in BL with you. Uh and they looked like the most promising as far as what you wanted to do. And exactly, uh, yeah. how did that work out? Um it was a lot of fun. I mean in terms of content, I think they were a really good group we got to fight in placids with the snuffbox guys that was exactly what i was looking for in that game at that point um we managed to take over cloud ring off of i can't even remember who owned it before i think it was just no one owned it i think because exe pulled back and no one owned it um and then we were in world war b with them and then kind of what happened was after world war b mm-hmm. tissue just fell apart because it was like well you guys, you guys got exhausted of beating up on SMA. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Oh god, that SMA camp was campaign was amazing. That was definitely what? one of the most new campaigns. That was an interesting time because you were one of the first hired by Iwan-esque Bank, basically, to Mercenary Space Monkeys Alliance in SMA, and you guys were basically told to make their lives hard. Yeah, that was um enthusiasm cracks me up. So so you I mean I'm presuming your your Eve travels, you've heard of the man Bozen Dubstep. Yeah. Bozen's um Bozen's one of these people for those who don't know, who um he's kind of known in the Eve community is he's a good guy and he means well, but he's a bit of a flake. He will kinda of come up with this plan. He's like, I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be perfect. 
and it's going to be this amazing plan and he, he, he wastes people's time right like he, he always has these plans and it's like yeah whatever he's nothing will come of it right yeah. so he um but there's one so again he comes and he's like yo guys i've got this friend he's banking i1s and he wants to give us loads of money to dunk on sma and <laughs> i think i think lex said it's like a joke right he's like oh uh, well if he gives us like 15 bill a day then maybe we'll think about it so Boston goes to the guy and he's like, their fee's 15 bill a day. And he just goes, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just like, what? We're like, what? Are you serious? And uh, we, we didn't believe him. We thought he was, he was trolling. So the guy sent like the first two weeks as an advance. We're like, what is this? Absolutely. They paid 15 billion SKDA to go blops on SMA. Absolutely. Let's do that. We had this whole... <laughs> We had this whole thing. We had like this joke. So it was like the the scalps. You know, um, have you seen the film that Inglorious Bastards? Where I actually like, have uh, not seen that, but but go ahead. With okay. Yours. So th- so there's a scene in Inglorious Bastards where um the captain who's in charge is like, you know, I demand a hundred Nazi scalps from every oh every one of you owes me that of a hundred Nazi scalps, and they've got to scalp all the guys that they killed. So we had this joke of um you have to collect like a co- hundred corpses, and if you collect a hundred corpses, you get ten bill. Like any member in the alliance could go if you if you contract hundred carps SMA carpses to like Lex, then we'll, you'll get ten bill for it. And that was like our so you guys, you guys had to loot the corpses out of the racks. Yeah, that's there's funny. a really good video on the Mesian has on this. Uh, one of the guys that's in Dick. It's like uh, how to make how to make eleven point five bill with the saber, and it's just him saber camping for for days and made like yeah, I think tw- almost twelve bill that campaign just doing. That. <laughs> that's so funny so that ended up rolling into uh, it, it, there was a merger of different contracts uh, and monies that ended up causing what I call the mercenary wars but everybody else calls World War B or casino war mm-hmm. so I imagine you fought in that campaign and then um, so what happened after that how did you find your way to uh, Hard Knocks um, well kind of what I found was that I had sort of decided that Remember, citadels weren't a factor at this point. No, that's right. That's not true. Um, citadels hadn't really shown right. what was going to come of them. Do you know what I mean? They right. They were very early in there. They basically got released in the middle of that. Yeah. Right near the pretty end. Pretty much. It was, I mean, it was, it was basically, it was, it was kind of the end, really. Because um, yeah, that right. was when goons were running Saranen and by all accounts, they started planning, okay, well, where do we go from here? You know, presumably when the move to Delve was in the early planning stages. So um, I, I just kind of realized at the end of it, I was like, I don't really, I don't really enjoy Aegisov, and I've done Nullsec for two and a half years, and that's what Nullsec's going to be for the foreseeable future. So I'm going to go try Wormholes because, like I said, you know, I said I went to Tissue because I wanted to try Lowsec. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just was like, okay, Wormholes, I, I've not tried that. I want to go give that a shot. Um, app to HK, I don't know anyone in HK. I mean, I, I've heard of them, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't, they heard I didn't of know you? anyone there. I just thought it. Oh yeah, I mean, there's yeah, absolutely. There's a f- you, you get known on Reddit and things. They they knew who I was when I apped anyway. Oh, because you post um, a lot on Reddit, or because you put down the highways <laughs> for BL? Uh, both, both. Uh, I mean, like they knew they knew like who I was in terms of like, oh, you're that guy that's ran BL until the end, and they were like post on Reddit. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. knew who I was. What you find is Nullsack people, um, for the most part, are actually fairly engaged. Must be. Wormhole people tend to be fairly engaged in Nullsec politics far more than the vice versa. 
they yeah. they know the bit because so much of null uh, wormhole content is null sec roaming in the first place mm-hmm. that you kind of need to know at least the basics of what's going on because you've got to think like okay if I'm going to go tackle this Oracle, um, you know can are they just going to drop like 200 supers on us <laughs> you know that that kind of thing you you've got to like at least know a little bit so yeah that be yeah I mean I add to them and I just tried out wormholes because um and it's it's absolutely kind of it was everything I hoped I'm. I'm pretty sure if I hadn't tried out wormholes, I wouldn't be playing the game now, because um, it was just like a totally new thing for me, um, and it wouldn't have kept me going. It wouldn't have kept me playing until we could see how the new capitals and how the new yeah, because you played out. you were kind of discouraged by citadels, right? Or you yeah. had some concerns? Yeah, I mean, I wrote that big blog post that you're probably referring to the um, the kind of open letter thing. Um, there was, I think the three main points in that, if I remember I made in that was, um, about structures in general, about moon mining and about jump mechanics. Um, I mean, you can go through them. Some of it's been alleviated. Some of the, the points that I made in that, at least the big points have been alleviated. Um, the structures thing hasn't turned out to be as bad as I thought it would. It's got, it's, it has problems, but it's not turned out as bad as I thought. For example, I, my initial idea was, um, Fortazars are really strong, so you'll never be able to use caps on grid with them. That was like an assumption I had from testing them to death on Sissy. And what happens is, is in practice, yeah, if you drop three or four caps, that's true. The, the, the fort kills them. But if you just drop 40 caps, it, it doesn't matter because the other stuff is killing them quicker than a Fortazar is. It's not uh, having a Fortazar, you know, dropping a Fortazar, uh, sorry, dropping like 30 caps on a group with a Fortazar. Before it starts, just like three dreads. You're not going to care about like three dreads and your 40 map cap fleet. It's the same thing. Yeah. Well, I have um, no doubt. Um, I'm going to interrupt that because no doubt you know your stuff because you, you're someone that goes onto the test server and tests things out, right? So you're kind of a theory crafter. You get ahead of the curve. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'd say like I theory craft for practice though because I'm still, I'm still essentially an FC. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I've always been. Since then, I mean, in BL, I, I mean, I, Elo would be the guy who FC'd, right? But like, you, I'd always be the background checking assumptions, like, if they died, like, I'd be the guy that takes over that kind of thing. It's always, it's always with the view of like, I'm going to test this thing so that when it comes up in the game next week in practice, I'm, I know what to, how to react to it, you know? Right. So it was self preservation. Basically, yeah. But, um, you have written, I mean, your stuff gets cited when you wrote the stuff about the, the jump changes. A lot of people were saying like that was a pretty thorough thing. And I guess I didn't realize you had the background in setting down Sino. So you were very familiar with the choke points and the pipes and that sort of stuff. All the yeah. places that these, uh, super ships, these big ships would travel, you would know where they would get stuck or most likely to be hunted, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, it's my old carp that I'm not longer in the Suicide Kings. Um, the one, the one that I left when I joined Hard Knocks, um, myself and a friend between us had, I think, 40-odd Sino alts. So, yeah, 40, I mean, we, 40 we Sino alts, wow. knew what 40 Sino alts between the two of us. And we, we had an alt carp. So, yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd done all this to, to death. Him, him more so than he'd done a lot of the mapping and, like, working out. And I, I took the benefit of that in a lot of ways. But, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it's, it's something I'm absolutely done, yeah. And I didn't realize you were such a friendly guy because <laughs> you're in tissue. So <laughs> tissue has a reputation for being a bunch of, you know, people with a, you know, a huge arsenal of ships, but also they, they really destroy forums. They were in NC for a while. They got kicked out. They, they were in, uh, tissue. I guess that dissolved, uh, you know, 
they ended up uh, hanging around with PL waiting to get in and I guess they finally got in after they either kicked some people or made some adjustments because they had a re- pretty shitty reputation uh, for being uh, caustic or uh, toxic, that sort of thing, right? So how, yeah. did, you, how did you fit um, into that? I mean, I would say that the degree to which the reputation follows them does not match the reality in mm-hmm. in um, what was the word? It's not as bad. It's not nearly as bad as people make out to be. Um, there's a, I'll say in, in regards to Teshu, cause I, I've said, I mean, I've said this publicly and to people in adversity and I stand by it is, um, Teshu fell apart because of the way adversity people were, you know, towards other carps in the alliance. They didn't want to, it, it created a kind of unfun environment to play in. And I think that, and I would imagine most other people in adversity would agree with, it created it just a very toxic environment. Um, that's just the way those people are. They don't, they're very, you know, critical of, of other people in a way that's very often not constructive. So I, I mean, I, I don't deny that. Hmm. In terms of like the whole thing, which, if you want to just be honest about it, is that the accusations of racism and whatnot is, is just—it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it's it's not. There was a—I mean, we were having God, we were having a debate on. It was more uh, anti-Semitic, like, right? Because they put tanks of yeah. gas in there. There was an issue where yeah. they put tanks of gas in their ships for the Alliance tournament. So in front of all these people, 10,000 people watching, when their ships blew up, inside their wrecked ships were a coded message that was uh, about uh, kind of a neo-Nazi message about gassing Jews. Yeah, the, the four, yeah, the 488, like, reacting mm-hmm. to gas. Yeah, that was, that was kind of stupid. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. It, like, I'll tell you right now. Like, there's three or four people in adversity who are actually jews like mm-hmm. it's there's no actual anti-semitism in it whatsoever it's kind of like it's kind of even almost silly to, to imply that there's an actual belief in well, that the, but, the, the issue isn't that you're offending some people because they probably aren't anti-semitic but they may have uh people may have deep feelings about certain things that they don't really own you know they kind of play with it because humor is a way you play with an idea without committing to it but yeah but what that shows is the wanting to shock everybody else and to offend them. It's a big middle finger, really. I see where you're coming from. Um, I think that's, I think that's kind of a, a personal way of looking at it. So, mm-hmm. so my view of comedy is that it's, it's the opposite. It's that comedy is a way of ridiculing something, right? Mm-hmm. So like, um, for example, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a joke. I'll, I won't, I won't name the person, right? In, yeah. in adversity, but there's, there's a couple in adversity who are like, they're very right wing. And then there's me. And I'll tell, tell you in real life, I'm like a crazy, like lefty type person. Me right? too. But like, yeah, anyway, there's a couple of people in university who are very right wing and we get into very regular, like politics debates and oh, whatever. Right. I mean, there was someone in, in PL who came into our channel and was like, Oh, you hope you guys like don't let people take you down when you get this series. And I, I mean, we, we have this joke where it's like anytime they start speaking, I'll be like, Hey guys, did you hear the stupid thing my love cook guy at work said? And I'm just like, you know, just like it's you take the mick out of him and everyone knows it's funny because you're just taking the mick out of him saying that because it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of my way of playing it is I feel like it's, it's almost like a sketch comedy, right? It's like you portray it in a way that's like exaggerated. Yeah. Thus revealing the, the ridiculousness of it. Well, I, I think that's interesting. You meet, you meet with them on a higher level than the humor insults, basically. So the bridge is still there. Like you're not offended out of the place or you have a really thick skin and you can just kind of, you know, you, you're from where, I by think, the way? 
I'm sorry. Where are you from? I'm from Scotland. Sorry. I'm from. I live in Scotland. I'm from Scotland. Scotland. Oh, okay. All right. Well, cultures are all different on their sense of humor. Apparently, Australians really go after each other, and uh, you know, it just depends on where. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the Scot. Yeah. The Scottish. Uh, Tone of humor is very similar to the Australian one, actually. Oh, so there's Everyone's a lot of give and take. Self, and, yeah. In terms of give and take, self-deprecation, yeah, it's very similar to Australian kind of. Yeah, but that's good. I think it speaks volumes that you know you can be in that situation and not uh, get offended and stuff. Like I am too weak; I probably couldn't survive very long. But you seem to be uh, somebody who's adaptable. Yeah. And mostly, what I did with this interview, and it's almost over now, but was to try to figure out who you were as a person to see, like. You know, because there's no doubt you have a lot of calculating skills and, you know, people know your name from from very earned things that you did in the game, FCing and, and helping people out with uh, putting down, you know, roads and stuff like that. But it's also like, you know, what motivates you to join the CSM and what kind of character are you and can you can you be effective, you know? And I just want to know, like, why do you want to run for CSM? Because you seem like somebody that CCP would say... We're going to talk to Capri about this because he knows about this certain thing. Because I mean, well, exactly that. I mean, I'd say there's, I'd say there's probably a couple hundred people in the game who, in certain given areas, both different bits, really know what they're talking about. And at least in some useful subset, I would nominate myself as someone who does know about that. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's basically like there's areas of the game that I know about, and it hurts me and my friends when they're not treated properly. Do you know what I mean? When CCP doesn't deal with them in the right way and that's that's when i want to come through i i want to make my game and my game for my friends more fun basically right and uh so is that a limited amount of friends that you have or who are you talking about specifically you're you know hard knocks pl and uh those guys are um, i mean like i say i mean that's that's kind of what i was saying earlier is i don't i mean i'm kind of just with anyone who my okay so my ideal fun thing in eve is like fights that are between 50 to 200 on each side and with some room for capital escalation. That's like my, yeah, you know, that's, that's a sweet spot. Yeah. That's what I feel is a sweet spot of content for you. So I would say like my friends is based, I mean, adversity, PL, hard knocks, whatever, just, you know, t- TSK people and tests that I've flown with. Cause I mean, I spent a lot of, um, like, you know, this war that just happened with, with test and PL. I mean, I'm in PL now, but, I spent the entire war FCing four tests. Mm. Like I, I FC'd most of the test fleets that war. So, I mean, even even people like that. I, I mean, just anyone who that who feels that way. So, know, that so people like, that you would want to appeal to are people who who uh, can relate to that, right? That sweet spot of yeah. PvP activity, which I basically actually think the, is is you're right on the money on that. Large, basically, large fleet fights that are just below the mark where tie dye comes into play, but right. that are that are just shy of tie dye. That's what I'd say. Right. That's cool, man. Is there uh, something else that, you know, there's definitely, like, I could talk to you for about two or three hours. We'll have to have you on the full show at some point. <laughs> but is there anything that you want to, like, get out uh, about your candidacy? Um, I'd say the, the big thing I, I would want to say, and this is actually in, in the negative, is uh, despite me being hard knocks, and I'm guessing you'll probably mention it, is that, I mean, I wouldn't angle myself as someone who's, like, the wormhole guy. I, I don't want to yeah. give people that impression. If you want the wormhole guy, vote for Noob Man. But, um, I mean, I've been in various, various null site groups for PvP. I, I have experience with it. I, I know what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm in PL now, but three weeks ago, I wasn't in PL. I was in a, a null site group that did its own thing with 20 man fleets. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've just, I've been around. That's, that's what I'd say. I know people say like, I'm a nulls, you know, I'm a candidate that doesn't like that. I'm independent. Right. Mm-hmm. But really what they mean is I'm never been attached with anything in the hand involved with it. I'm saying I, I, I'm also an independent candidate, but not because I've never done anything. It's because I've been in all of them at one point <laughs> or another. I kind of, I've got the wider perspective of it. Yeah. That's what I'd say. So you, you have what it takes to belong, but you still remain independent. Yeah, personally. I mean, I have, I have massive disagreements with a lot of people in Kill. I mean, I, I've even like Kill a Bee. I, mean, I don't know if you've Kill on yet. Um, I've had huge disagreements with him about various things in the game. Mm-hmm. He's also running for CSM. Yeah, he is. So yeah. I guess if you both make it, we'll sit you next to each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll need to find the, the points of disagreement on that. <laughs> the um, finer points. Well, that's yeah. cool. But I, I get what you're saying. You, you don't want to be considered a, a second uh, uh, hard knocks person or a second wormhole person because that's not no. that doesn't describe you fully. No, I mean I've I've been playing wormholes for like six months, and there's so much to it. I mean it's it's like if I'd been coming in as a null, if I'd stand as a CSM candidate when I spend them at the same time in null sec, I'd be rolling my eyes at someone who's running that. I, I don't want to be that guy for wormholes. If you're yeah. looking for wormholes, vote for Noobman, but. If you're uh, if you're running Nullsec and you like Flight PvP that isn't tie dye, I'm your guy. Yeah, that's great, man. And just kind of uh, encapsulating that, you're you sound like somebody that started you know video games young in a very competitive way, and uh, you're focused on uh, learning the game and optimizing and getting um, you know getting like to that point. You have enough experience. And uh, I'm saying it as a witness to know what the sweet spots are in EVE. Uh, and it looks like you've been a part of some of the funner campaigns in the last few years. Uh, that's great. So, gosh, at this point, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. This is the first time we've ever talked. Uh, you're such a friendly guy. We'll have to have you on yeah, at some point. You've, uh, you've messaged me a bit. Yeah, I mean, I know I come across that way. Like I, Because a lot of the, the posting that I do is, comes across as very angry. But it's kind of um, like if, if you've heard of it, like the dialectic, I believe that there's an objective truth and the only, the best way to get there is by arguing about it. Um, and the problem is if you're not of that mindset, it can come across as like very angry and negative, but it's, it's more like I like reaching, I like talking about things, it just, you know, argumentatively. So if you're only reading it, it does come across as a bit more hostile than it actually is. Yeah. And my idea of you now is a little more rounded, although you were very polite before and you were very uh, good with uh, information. I almost wrote an article about the demise of tissue, but I decided not to write it. You gave me some information on that, which was helpful. Um, but you just, to me, seem like somebody who's who likes tearing into things. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Awesome. That's great. Okay, man. Thanks a lot for showing up and uh, good luck on your campaign. Yeah, thanks a lot, dude. Appreciate it.